What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is Hello the and welcome back Truth. to the Uncomfortable Truth. Uh, if you're joining us, we, we missed an episode. That's uncomfortable. Um, life, life happened. We didn't have any in the hopper. And uh, so this one will be airing uh, Monday. Monday. Yeah, Monday. We'll just pick back up. Sometimes we sometimes we miss. We try not to, but uh, it's uncomfortable. Another uncomfortable thing, it really it's not uncomfortable for our family, <laughs> but I think for a lot of families it might be uncomfortable. We're staying at the lake this week, and uh, it's just 45 minutes north of here where we do our podcast at. We've got three campers there, mom and dad and one, my family and one, which is there's five of us. Six counting the dog, and Brandon's family and the other, which there's six of them, eight counting two dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last night we thought there's this bad storm was supposed to roll in, it's supposed to be like sixty to seventy mile an hour straight line winds. We were watching it to see if we needed to just jet out and leave the campers there. So you know, can you imagine like being in the camper when seventy mile an hour winds are are hitting? I can tell you, you know, at that lake. On the other side, there was a tornado probably six, eight years ago in Brushy Creek Campground, like a straight up, oh yes, straight up tornado. Bro, it, it tore geez. some campers up, didn't it? It tore them up. It tore the whole campground up. They Somebody to, died, didn't they? I think so. so. They had to close the campground down for an entire year. Goodness whole, gracious! Yep. I have no desire to. I have been in a tornado at our house, and that was. Enough for me to know I never want to be in a camper. Oh, Man, yeah. I'll tell you what. There's several times this past year where we thought tornadoes were coming towards our house. I'll outrun them suckers. <laughs> I get in my truck, grab the dog. And you know, everybody else uses a gum and uh, look at the weather and just see which way I need to go. Yeah. I, why am I going to sit there if I can get in a vehicle? It's really not move? a bad idea. Sean, um, our, other, our other podcaster who's not here was and still is, but not near as bad as he was as a teenager. Um, and young adult was absolutely terrified of tornadoes. And um, I can remember times when he was a teenager and I was young. If there was a tornado coming, our city park was about 400 yards okay. from our back porch. You could you could run through. A, there was a cow pasture. You go to our back fence, hop the fence. There's a cow pasture. Up another fence, and you're in the city park. Well, there's a road that crosses about 400 yards from our back porch, and it's got those huge culverts. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That, that are seriously like this big. And you, you can run through them. Yeah. You know, that's what we did as kids. We played in those culverts. And um, Sean knew that if there's a tornado coming, I'm safe in the culverts. That's, that's what he thought, you know. And so anytime it was like getting real – he is sprinting, and you're watching like you can watch out the backyard, and you know he never misses a beat when he's hopping the barbed wire fencers. He's like, pop, pop, and you know within about ten seconds he's in the culvert and he's going to be there until the storm passes. Really? <laughs> yes. Did he run hurdles in, in school? No, he high jumped and long jumped though. Okay, the so, dude, the so dude, he, 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 he could clear he, them fences. Uh, by about ten feet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he could clear them. things that you can't get by with allowing. <laughs> if somebody saw that nowadays, CPS would be called. Yeah. 
Why is your son running out in the pasture with a tornado on the way? In his underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Jump That's fences. uncomfortable, too. He threw those tennis shoes on, and he's gone. So our method last night uh, to try to hold the camper down from the straight line winds was to put our entire families in. So we had 13 people and three dogs and, and one camper. You're so talking about two hundred square y'all feet. Are, if y'all are going out everybody's going out, right? I thought about that at, for a second. I'm like, man, I... He's collecting the life insurance. That's exactly... I, I, I know how much life insurance that was in that camper. I we got to get our wheels back together. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's not a clear, definitive answer of where it's going. I think that we need to make sure we've got our contingent beneficiaries, yeah. beneficiaries yes. listed. Yes. I've got them, but they were all in the camper. Yeah, that's true. At one well, at one point, I walked out of the camper to my truck to grab my laptop, and I was thinking, if it comes through right now and that camper picks up, like, do I just want to be in there? Do I just, I mean, just, just to go? Yeah, just to go with my whole family? Yeah, I, I mean... I think that y'all just need to assign me executor of y'all's estate. Uh, that's probably <laughs> pretty damn None wise. of us left. But, I mean, why not, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, funny enough, Obi and his family was at the lake with us the night before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so That's good. Welcome yeah. to yeah, the uncomfortable, uncomfortable truth. <laughs> yeah, it's uncomfortable talking about your entire family perishing. Um, hey, I, I'll, I'll add to that, you know, we go on, a, we go on incentive trips with our um, – company with mm -hmm. our, our life insurance company and you know you hop on a plane and you know that half of the plane is it's always a joke like our life insurance company probably contracts the number one pilot in the world yeah <laughs> whenever, no whenever whenever they're taking these trips because if that plane went down you're talking about it, I mean, there there literally could potentially be a billion dollar loss. You know, when companies uh, certainly hundreds, hundreds of, hundreds of millions. Yeah, when companies get to a point where their their people at the top are making too much money and they just hire people at the bottom. Have you ever thought about that? That that might happen one day. Is <laughs> yeah. like uh, we're going to reduce our salaries quite a bit. Yeah, right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could do it. I they guess it. all their top uh, producers. That'd be dumb. That'd be really dumb. I was gonna say, don't give, don't give them a reason. That'd be really Shane. dumb, though. They'd just be killing all their top producers. <laughs> yeah, and they'd be paying out a bunch of claims too. Uh, that's that, right. That yeah, the your own thing. company because you're insured by your own company. Yep. Yep. All right, Obi's gonna get after it. Uh, Brandon, we open us up in prayer. Yep. Father, we love you. We thank you for uh, humor, Lord. We thank you that we can laugh and we can uh, just uh, enjoy each other's company. Lord, uh, thank you for protecting us during uh, the the winds, and we know that you're always doing things for us that we can't see, Lord. Lord, help us to lean into that and to trust you. Be with Obi as he speaks today, and that uh, your words will touch somebody's heart through him. And uh, Thank you for this time we have together. Let it be uh, pleasing to you. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. We can start doing that instead. Amen. Amen. Um. Well, I'm glad we got our laughs out because my is this a serious topic one? is a little bit a uh, little bit more serious okay. than than we uh, started out the podcast with. I want to read a couple of scriptures um, and then want to kind of get into um, you know what what I want to talk about. We got Wi Fi back in here, so you can actually pull your I, Bible up. Thank I, you, I, thank I, you, Larry Goswick. Yes, Larry I, Goswick I, I to the rescue that. again. I noticed that that was awesome. 
Uh, Romans 12, 12. Um, Romans 12, 12 says, do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect plan. Another verse I wanted to read is Ephesians 4.32. Be kind and compassionate for one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Uh, another verse, Hebrews 13.5. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Um, all Scripture is breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's 2 Timothy 3.16. Um, all of these scriptures, what, what do they have in common? You know, they, they're talking about how Jesus lived in this world. They're talking about how we're called to live in this world. And um, we've got a... We, you know, we, we started the, the premise of this podcast, I feel like, uh, almost with the mindset of the fact that there's an epidemic of fatherlessness in this world. Uh, there's an epidemic of husbands not living out their, their, how God calls them to be as husbands. And, you know, I was listening to, um, I was listening to a sermon the other day and this gentleman that was speaking this sermon basically said that every cultural issue that we have in the world today, every major cultural issue that we have in the world today, you can relate back to the failure of husbands and fathers. So men, just men, straight up men, you can relate Every cultural problem, whether it be addiction, whether it be homosexuality, whether it be insecurity in our in our young girls, whether it be keep going, selfishness, selfish ambition, um, you know, self esteem, self esteem issues, anxiety. That's right, anxiety, uh, self control. You know, any. Any of those things, you can relate back to the failure of men, the failure of husbands and fathers. And you would so, say not to the to the fullest extent on all of those, right? Because we live in a fallen world, but that's right. to some degree, we're not doing our jobs. That's right, and 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 I feel like in a in a in a very large degree, yeah, uh, that the majority of men in our world are not doing their jobs, uh, you know, and. And I feel like that the reason that they're not doing their jobs is they don't know what their jobs are, you know, in a lot of cases. Good point. Um, and so it's like, what is their example? Well, their example was their father. Mm -hmm. or, or, or they didn't have a father. And here we go back to the root of the problem, you know. And, and so it's where are we getting our example from? And the problem is, is that we don't have men in this world who – follow. We don't have men in this world to follow. So who are we following? And the Bible tells us that we're, we have a prototype, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, we, we know what that looks like. And 
these verses talk about, you know, being compassionate, not uh, having a love of money, you know, having loving, loving other men, loving your wives and your children like Christ loved the church. You know, all, all of all of these scriptures lay out some foundational framework of how Jesus lived. And so all that being said is the answer to our question is live like Jesus. That's the very, you know, basic answer to our question. How do we go about doing that? And, and, you know, I think that we, we start with, you know, the fruits of the spirit. I feel like that we start with Jesus's character and how he lived with compassion and patience and self-control and, and all of these fruits of the spirit that we can find in our Bible. Um, you know, it, it, we're going to, if we, if we're following and we're seeking that in our lives, we're going to be blessed. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that we're going to be blessed. And if we're, if we're acting on the character of Jesus, Again, our lives are going to be blessed, and that blessing will pour into our families mm-hmm. and the people that we surround ourselves with. And so that's what I want to talk about today. Um, I want to talk about how we can adopt the character of Christ and what that does in our lives, what that does in our lives. Because I believe that when we're being obedient in that capacity and when we are seeking his Hit, to to be more like Jesus as as our prototype as our example in this world of how a man is supposed to be that that blessing again will pour into us and we the the things of this life our struggles are not going to go away our trials are not going to end i'm not i, I want to make sure that our listeners are you're not preaching that. prosperity. That's right. Gospel. Okay. That's that's exactly right. I'm not I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel. We're we're going to continue to struggle and have trials because um, that's how we grow. You know, that's how we grow. But we're going to know how to handle these trials. And when we're walking through those trials with the character of Jesus, I think that we're going to be amazed, like I certainly have, in. Mm-hmm how those trials ultimately, um, you know, come to an end. Uh, you know, it, there, you, may, you may wake up ending one trial and starting a new one. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to kind of see what you guys thought about that. I wanted to bend your ears on kind of getting back to the root of where we started this, which is, you know, how can we create more disciples uh, how can we be a uh, the hands and feet of Jesus in the world, go against the grain of everything that the world and our culture desires for us to do and show people the love of Jesus? When you, have you ever gotten a job and they did not give you a job description? Yeah, yeah. I think you know. Yeah, going as far back as you know, maybe working a job out of high school, right? Mm-hmm. 
how hard is it to meet expectations that you don't know exist, right? If you don't have something to go off. Or if we did get a job and did have those expectations but didn't read it, how are we, are we going to meet those expectations in that job description? Mm-hmm. Well, the you difference can't. between that and what Obi's talking about is we do have a job description in the Bible that tells us what kind of husbands and fathers and, and men that we should be. But we have to read it. We have to dive into it to really assess what kind of person do I need to be in order to answer that question that you just posed. That's exactly right. Yeah, the the reality... So first, let's back up to go forward. Beep! Beep! <laughs> Assuming that we know Jesus and we have a personal relationship with him. So check that's right okay if we don't that's first yeah right because if we don't have that all of what obi just said the great points is not relevant right yet yeah right that's true all right as far as a believer and you know living attempting to live as christ-like as possible once we do have that checkbox checked then it's how do i become equipped as a new believer well, early on, and talks about this in the Bible often, but I think it's uh, Hebrews, um, you know, the believer is going to go from basically milk to solid food, okay? And I think about that in my journey in my life and how long I just stayed on milk, okay? Now, it kept me nourished, and I was able to move along in life, but I was, it was not substantial. And that's where discipleship comes in. And the more discipleship that occurs, then I'm I'm starting to get on solid food. Think about a, a child, and now I'm able to go share that with someone else. Okay, so the blueprint or the template or the outline, you know, whatever word we want to use, is is the word. But we have to have a relationship with the Lord, which then allows us to use prayer and the Holy Spirit to start praying through all that. So I always think about the, the clay. Always. Like it come, it just came to my mind again. I know nothing about clay and, and molding it, except for when that lump of clay goes on whatever that thing's the called. The spinny wheel. The spinny wheel. That clay is in one set position. It's not moving. It's spinning, but the pressure of the potter's hand is what's forming it if that clay tries to get up and walk off of the spinner wheel it's just going to fall so there's this dependency if we're the clay to stay where the lord needs us to be so that his hands around us can allow us we're moving but that movement doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable doesn't mean it's not going to have friction and i love what you pointed to we're not we're not talking about prosperity gospel we're saying that if you are in the will of the Lord, you will be blessed, but your brain may not be able to comprehend what blessed means unless you're in the word and in prayer. That's right. Because blessed could mean that you lose things you thought you once needed that you no longer need that you're freed from. That's exactly right. Mm. That, that, the answer is Jesus. Absolutely. That's, that's the answer. The, <clears throat> the answer is Jesus. We've, we've got to get Jesus into the lives of the men in this world mm-hmm. because 
when that happens, their lives become reshaped. They begin becoming reshaped. Um, you know, we, we live in a world where there are a lot, and, and you know, I hear, I hear Matt Chandler say this. I hear Mark Driscoll say this. I hear uh, there are a lot of young boys who can shave. Hmm. They look like men, mm-hmm. but they don't act like men. And, you know, these these young boys and and, and it's you know, we're, we're we've got again, it's it's all rooted in the failure of husbands and fathers, but we've got young men that are born, uh, you know, they're they're coddled, they're caught, you know, this generation, you know, it hasn't been that long ago when at four and five years old, if you were born on a farm, you know, that's when work started. You know, you started learning how to work at four and five years old. You're out milking the dairy cow at five. Mm-hmm. You know, at 10, you're plowing the field. You know, at yeah. 15, you're running the farm. You know, or yeah. maybe maybe 13. Yeah. You know, nowadays, we've got, we, we've got 30-year-olds that are still – the average, I read uh, some research yesterday that said the average um, male between the ages of 18 and 34, 18 and 34 on average. So, like, it's like 40, 40 to 50% still live with mom or dad. Holy moly, that's uh that's not a kid problem. No. No, 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 no. And and, and so again, we we went from a generation You going to let your kids live with you until they're 34? <laughs> I read this laying in bed. Yeah. My and my wife's sitting right next to me and 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 she's like, "Our kids aren't going to be here until they're 34." I, I said, "We kind of kicked Andrew out about 22, yeah. you know, 21, 21." And uh, she was like, I know, and I still regret it, and now I'm so happy. But, but, <laughs> yeah. Because he's thriving. He's you know, thriving. He, he's he's, he's doing, found he, his own. Like, he really has. He, he has. You know, and, 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 she, and she was terrified to do that. Mm-hmm. We both were. It was a scary thing, mm-hmm. but he, he, ju- he took the leap. We, we, we almost mandated that. And, and look at him, Soren. Yeah. You know, and we've got, and we've got people – you know, what are we doing with our kids now? You know, we, we're raising our kids and, and kid, our nature is to be selfish. We, 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 when, when, whenever we're born, when we cry, what happens? Hopefully somebody feeds us. That's right. Somebody yeah, feeds us. Changes the so changes the diaper. Exactly. Well, we grow up a little bit. We grow up a little bit. And then when we cry, what happens? Put a band-aid on it. Okay. And then we grow up a little bit more and we're six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old and we cry. What happens? Hmm. They hand us a screen. Mm. They hand us a screen. Mm. And we and 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 then you look at the screen and then you get fourteen, fifteen, sixteen years old and you cry and what happens? You get appeased. Yeah. And what do you expect that person? to do when they're 25 years old. 
Same thing. The same thing. Yeah, we're, you're building we're, habits. We're teaching we're them. We're allowing habits. We're teaching them yeah. to be selfish people, mm-hmm. and, and we're enabling their selfish nature. Yeah. And so what do you expect for a 25-year-old to des- to want to do whenever things get hard, whenever something doesn't go their way? Yeah, to be appeased. That's right. What, whatever they th- whatever they think mom, will solve that in the Mom and dad will take care of it. Yeah. Mom and dad will take care of this. You know, we're raising a generation of people who have no idea how to overcome adversity. They have no idea. And a huge, huge part of that is they've not been pointed to Jesus, you know. Goodness gracious, what happened between the time that we were raised and what's happening and what's going on now? Out of all the years of my education in middle school, and just 15 years almost, it became more and more evident to me that Obi already touched on part of it. When you, I mean, we're talking about less than 100 years ago, easy, 50 years ago. There's a massive change just from when we grew up to the the kids we're raising now. 100%. And the people our age are. I would always say that if we could go back to the farm life, it would, I'm not saying it's that simple. That would kind of restabilize some of the things that are required to allow natural growth. You're talking about the working man's generation. Yeah, because when when you're on a farm, one, if you're selfish, you will not eat because you're not going to get out and work the field, take care of the animal that's working the field. You're not going to check the chickens. You're not, I mean, all those things that make a lot of sense. So immediately, and I think I go back all the way to, you know, when we were told after, you know, Adam and Eve sinned that it was going to be tougher. You're going to have to work the earth. I think there's a direct correlation of working and walking the earth. And that way with a little pain and discomfort that lets you see how much you need Jesus daily. Because that's the only eternal peace. I mean, let's face it. God made us to work. God made men to work. How uh, and and how's I mean, what what's going to happen with a thirty-year-old man who's still living with mom and dad, whose mom is waiting on him hand and foot? You know, dad is paying rent, and he meets a woman. (laughs) He, you know, he's going to meet a woman. If that woman's my daughter. I'm going to tell her to run. That's exactly that's ex- right. That's what's going to happen. But this is these are the men that our daughters th- we don't they don't have other options. Yeah. You know, these are becoming the majority of the men in their lives. And so we've I mean, we've got to it's a problem. I'm going to be real pointed <laughs> for a second. Yeah. Um if you are at all involved in school, teaching, administration, coaching, uh Brandon has been this, you will see what feels like the downfall of our society where where parents and the problem is the parents not the kids um if 100%. we're being he- helicopter parents um it, it all goes back to Jesus like like you say if you think your kid does no wrong if you think they're going to be a professional athlete all those things that put your kid on a pedestal you're setting your kid up for failure i promise you unless your kid is dadgum michael jordan um, and, but you don't know that nobody knows that we do know that it's less than half of a 1% of those yeah. kids that are actually going to be and Michael, Michael Jordan's mother said, work harder. 
That's yeah, right. And he was That's cut. Right. Yeah. It's only 1% of high school athletes that play D1, right? It's, it's a minuscule Yeah, it number. may be less than that. A half of a percent. <clears throat> yeah. And then of those, it might be 1% of the D1 athletes that go to play professional sports. That's right. It's, it's something crazy. It's, it, you probably got a better chance of getting struck by lightning. Yes. We're raising entitled kids because we are entitling them to whatever they want, whenever they want it, however they want, and based on whatever attitude that they have. Stop doing that crap. And, and, it, and, it, and it all root, it's all rooted in our culture and what our culture plasters all over any type of media platform, any type of, uh, I mean, it's what is praised. It's, mm-hmm. it's what is praised. And, I mean, why wouldn't that be the way that they live? You well, know, and you get, oh, yeah. I was just going to say, like, why wouldn't a 30 year old that still lives with his mom and dad be a terrible pick for a husband for your daughter? Like, he's going to count on her to take care of him. And it's his responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's his responsibility. He doesn't even want to take on his own responsibilities, much less do what a man is supposed to do and, and, take care of his family yeah i mean let your kids get uncomfortable and lose and fail and figure out how to work through it like we have to do that i'm you know we're all being pretty pointed here but these are things that that we're not perfect at and we're no. we're far from it and we think about these things and how we raise kids in this society today when there's so many other things going on so many other influences how do we Protect them, let them fail, let them learn, uh, live in a home that they know that we love Jesus, point them in the right direction. You're raising little arrows that are going out into the world. We're raising arrows that are going out to the world. And do you want to raise a dull arrow? Well, if we're doing those things that I talked about earlier, we're raising dull arrows. Dull, dull arrows hit a wall and just bounce down. They don't, they don't oh, yeah. penetrate anything. And you want to raise arrows that penetrate the hearts of people. You want to raise arrows that make changes that make big differences don't you want to have kids that go out and make uh massive impacts on this world for jesus christ are that we, starts with us that's right are we declaring that our kids aren't going to make mistakes no absolutely not you hear about like these people at church that are like oh so and so you know got a DWI, you know, they're raising their kids in church. Obviously, that's not helping. I mean, that's the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) And kids are going to do stupid stuff. They're going to mess up. We're not saying that our children aren't going to make mistakes. The Bible tells us that if we raise them to love Jesus, even though they're going to make mistakes and they're going to have sin in their life, they're going to come back to him. Mm-hmm. They're going to come back to Jesus, you know? Yeah. And I, I just, I want to make sure that we're preaching that, you know, we're not preachers, we're not pastors, no. but we desire for our kids to know Jesus. And we do know and believe and trust. And we have sincere faith in the Bible's teachings and we know that God tells us that when we teach our kids how to love Jesus, that they're going to be blessed and they're going to be able to navigate this really tough thing called life with a lot more just every, everything. Fervor. Every, yes, fervor. Mm, good word. Uh, that's a, that is a great word. 
you know, and, and so that's, yeah, we were, we were appointed today. Uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely, it's something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll we're pointed at ourselves too, when we aren't doing those things with our children, I promise you 100%. And we're, you know, at some points can be pointed with each other. The end of the day, husbands, fathers, you have a huge responsibility and your kids are watching you. Your kids are watching you. And the answer to all of the questions, how do I get them past this addiction? How do I create a servant's heart and not a selfish heart? How do I, you know, do these things that you desire in your kids? And the answer is Jesus. The answer is you point them to Jesus, you get them to know Jesus, and he will reshape their hearts, he'll reshape their minds, and they will be blessed for it. And so Amen. Uh, that's what I want to leave you with. It's a good place to end. Appreciate you being here today. Remember, hit those buttons at, bo- at the bottom. Help us reach more people for Jesus. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.